by hating justice, then you come to the right place. What are you talking about this week? My, Why I are you making noise? Because it's me. I named my case Dumpster Divers. Dumpster Divers. Yes. So people who search in the garbage for things. Yeah, I didn't know that was a dumpster. Yeah, it's a thing. I Google it. All I right. have to Google it. It's a thing. And my case is called That's My Girl. That's My Girl. Or my girl. It depends. If you're if you're training, it'll be that's my girl. And if you're or my girl. And if you're American or whatnot, or you know, from these sides, my girl should be sufficient. What shit drama are you bringing this time? You know, I like to entertain myself. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> Susanna, let me tell you a term I learned today. <laughs> pegging. I know. Uh. And it is go. It's in the family of pegging. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it's in the fight in the sex family okay yeah? it was so disturbing if you listen to this episode and you're you, these shows and you are not over 18 first of all why <laughs> like, <it's> just, <laughs> stop listening to us secondly this particular comment just check out come back in like in no, that's when they, they, this is the one that increased <laughs> the volume what the hell what is Alabama hot pocket <laughs> Okay, what is that? <laughs> yeah, Alabama hot Alabama pocket. Alabama hot pocket. Yes. I will let you guess and then I'll tell you what it is. Alabama. Alabama hot pocket. H-O-T. H-O-T. And if hot. I was from Alabama, I would be so embarrassed that this is what is associated Alabama with is my hot? state. Huh? I don't know. No. You chop the balls all the way to the the, the butthole. I don't know. Oh, no. Yes, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> It's when the penis all the way to the thing. No, Susanna. No, the other one is a tea bag. Okay. No, let me tell you. It's when. (laughs) And I don't know why this is a thing. Your fucking people are so fucking disgusting. (laughs) What the fuck? What? (laughs) Shut up, you brownie. What the fuck is this? Listen, minus what? You know what? Drag your vagina all over the fucking dumpster. You fucking bitches, nasty fucking assholes. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Do you know how hard your mother's trying? Fuck. How the fuck is this? I can't open this. How the fuck? It's like, no, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This is so horrible. Listen. on that time I taught you about the Dubai potter potty. Now, do you think that in retrospect, that wasn't that bad? <laughs> and I never thought I would say that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I learned the term today. I can't, I can't, I can't. And I, I, cannot, and I, I can't. can't unlearn it and I decided if I have to know, why? everybody had to know. Listen, why don't you stay in my head rent free? We will just take a moment to reflect. Okay, I'm just. Shanam, listen. What, what if you had corn? Oh, oh God. God! What if you had corn? Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! This is so disgusting, Shanam. Oh my goodness! And that people is the Alabama hot bucket. Tune in every week for some new information. Like I don't know why oh this is a thing. God. No. I don't know why this is a thing. I you know. Will. Have a drink. You deserve it. No, man. No, no, no. I don't mean, no. Anyway, all I have to say is, um... What the fuck? Get I don't know why this man. term exists. I have no idea. But whoever is doing it, whoever came up with it, why it exists, stop, okay? Just stop, please. Because it's wrong. On many, many levels. You like to tell people to live their life, but that's disgusting. And you've obviously broken Susanna. Keep your shit to the toilet. Bring your shit to the toilet where it belongs. As we talk about shit, this is not a shit thing anymore. This is just, you know, just just crappy news. It's not about crap. Brittany Griner, the American um, basketball player, she plays for the WNBA. They put her in jail. They convicted her and sentenced her to nine years in prison in a Russian jail. Because because for the little bit of hashish oil that she had. Meanwhile, a 19-year-old American, she was found guilty of smuggling 17 grams of THC into Russia while she was on vacation. She was released after two-month detention Mm. and got fined 15,000 rubles. But Brittany... She got sentenced to nine years and fined one million rubles. 
Now, I think the economic climate was different when that girl was arrested. You have to remember that the Russians just got through a bunch of sanctions that were placed on them by the Americans amongst other mm-hmm. countries. And right now, I feel like Britney is being held for political reasons more than anything Can else. Can U.S. do something about it and take her out? The U.S. offered to trade her for some other criminal mm-hmm. that they had, like a Russian criminal. I think they were like, no dice, you could keep him. Because in you know they're trying to prove a point and they're trying mm-hmm. to punish the U.S. You know, by punishing this woman who's an athlete. So she's now gone to jail for nine years. I hope they can get her out. I don't know what can be done to get her out, but I hope they can get her out. But I feel like because the Russian-American relationship is so tense, I don't know how they could ask, how they could ever find a diplomatic solution to getting her because I think diplomacy was at least a factor mm. when this other girl got arrested but it's out the window now since the sanctions and the the war and all of that stuff yeah but we do have some good news of the day those men who killed Ahmed Aubrey remember the, the, the guy who was jogging in his neighborhood and then they got in a truck and they chased him and they shot him you remember the guys who killed him they got sentenced to life typically in these cases you know you're fine oh yeah you're guilty like give you five years on a slap on your hand no 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 in this five years probation yes you have to go as far as canada yeah and as uh, as far as south i mean uh, north as canada as far as south as argentina Apparently, they actually followed through with actual justice this time, and I believe they were given life in prison. Additionally, they finally charged those policemen who killed Brianna Taylor. You remember Brianna mm-hmm. Taylor, the girl the who one was after, in her room? The one after um, George. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The, the, ones the who, one with the girlfriend, they the, said, the boyfriend. Yes, uh-huh. they said that they were executing a, a lawful warrant and that they went in there on justifiable terms, and they found out... And they, they they busted their own files. Like the guy who was doing the investigation went on the news and was like, we've now discovered that the um, warrant was not justifiable. Like they faked the reason for needing a warrant. The police officer who um, claimed that they were shooting from inside the apartment, lie, he went around the side of the apartment and shot. So he's the one who went around and shot. It, Nobody that makes it look, apartment makes it shot. Look. To make it look as if... And they, after wow. they killed this girl, they went back and tried to change their story. So I hope all of them... Go to jail. Uh, you know what is interesting is that, you know, you always... You hear about, like, internal affairs and you always hear the police say we're doing an investigation into the matter and they put the guys on suspension and nothing ever happens. They never and come they out and move, say... They can move to something else. No, no, but not. it's not that. It's that they always come back and they say... Oh, well, it, it you know, the, the shooting was justified. We, we did an investigation and we're sure that the shooting, he, he acted justly when he shot this boy 17 times in the back, you mm-hmm. know, and he mm-hmm. had no weapon. He acted, you know, fairly when he shot this mother in the head, you know, and she was holding her baby at the time. Like, it's ridiculous. This come out and say, we think that he acted fairly. And so you, you always expect it because they keep giving you that kind of horse shit. Mm-hmm. So in a situation like this where it was done in the dark, they claim to have a warrant. They don't have any witnesses. You know, you're thinking, these people are going to get off, you know, scot-free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only to have them pull out Uno Reverse and come out and be like, no, we caught these bitches lying. So I'm glad. I'm finally seeing the justice system look like it might be kind of maybe working. You know, when it could really be working if you didn't just randomly shoot black people just so. But mm, have, if we you- haven't gotten there yet. But take us into the case, Susanna. What? You didn't want to start off on a sour note. I brought you Alabama Hot Pocket. What else do you want? Disgusting. What else do you want? No more shit. I'm reflecting on my case. Give me a second. I don't think it has has any poop in my case. Shit. I don't think it has any poop in my case. But I think you'll like my case. It's interesting. Yeah? Before you get into it, I'm so sorry. We should have started with this. 
This may very well be our last episode of this season. I know you all haven't been seeing our clips on Instagram and you haven't been getting the usual from us, the missing persons, whatever. This season has been very, very rough. It has had a lot of curveballs, but we're very glad that we made it till the, the 20th, 20th episode because that's kind of like the benchmark of, okay, we did a full season. So we're going to take a few weeks off, regroup, and then we'll be back for season three. Um, we'll say something about it again at the end. Um, but we just wanted to make sure everybody knew that, hey, just, you know, be prepared to go without us for a little bit. Um, likely this is when the clips might come out because we might actually have time to post them. And you all can see what we got up to this season um, kind of behind the scenes. Look out for us on tiktok look out for us on your instagram you'll see us we'll be around it's just um the fresh episodes will be back in a new season coming september no confirmed date yet. no more shit no keep to yourself where people shit i can't control what i learn like i just keep it to yourself the lady said what she lady? really should the lady on tiktok this way oh i got it from tiktok God. the lady said don't look it up but when you say that, what do you think is going to happen next? I went to look it up. Did you see things? No, I didn't go to... I did not push the image button, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said you drew it. You drew a line. No. It, it, yeah, I, your, I, I read, read what it is. I stepped back. I was like, Susan, how did I hear about this today? Mm, anyway, tell us about your case. Shall what was it called again? It's a dumpster divers. Oh, it's in keeping with the story. We're talking about crap. This is no shit. That's <laughs> why you yelling at me. <laughs> what a nice way to end the season. <laughs> um, no, Shannon, I'm broken. This is going another level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I know I'm closer to heaven and to a saint than these bitches. Like all of them trying think, to get ways to... You think that's going to decide whether you go to heaven or hell is if you allow yourself to enjoy an Alabama hot pot. I think you're onto something. If God was standing up there and you had two people and they create equal amounts of sin, but then he looked at you and he was like, nah, but that last man that you were sleeping around with... Now, Chris Evan. <laughs> In my head, he never poops. There is a lot of protein shakes You think that Chris drinks. Evans poops? Probably. I hope not. He has to. Why? Because everybody poops. Where do you get that information from? I like to believe that Chris Evans doesn't poop and he doesn't have morning breath. Because you know when you watch these movies, when you watch these movies, they get up in bed together and they're like all in each other's face. (laughs) Like if, you know, um, (laughs) all I want to say is this. Chris, if you listen to this, don't ruin the facade for me (laughs) by telling me whether or not you poop, okay? He poops. Don't spoil it. You just don't know. Take us to the story. This is how you should have started. Like episode. Chris Evans and Poop? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's all I needed to know today. Okay. okay. January 7, 2022. At 7.45 p.m. April Meadow, 43. Hector Jesso, 63. And Michael Green, 36. Mm-hmm. We're driving home from the casino. That w- this is Hops, New Mexico. They decided to check the uh, dumpsters at a oil rig up outfitters store. They're dumpster divers, so they check for to get cash. Oh, like, are they? They go into the dumpsters. People, or they do it because they're like, this is where we to f- get to get cash. Oh, so like they, they sell like the bottle caps mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and they they found stuff that they're not like they still could be usable and they mm-hmm. resell it sure so they're checking their dumpsters like they will do and they hear a cry like noise so they thought it was a puppy or a kitten and then they followed the noise so until one of them decided to jump into the dumpster to see what what's happening so michael which is the one that jumped in try, did in the garbage until he found a bag like a a garbage bag a black garbage bag where the noise is coming from so he takes it out i watched the whole video like five times he takes it out of the dumpster and puts them on the ground because again he's thinking they're kittens or puppies or why not 
And um, when they crack it open, they see it's a baby. It's a it's a baby. So they like mm-hmm. right away. Um, April goes and April goes and picks up the baby and hugs the mm-hmm. baby and start like touching the baby and ask uh, Hector to call nine one one. And she actually said, it's a fucking baby. Mm-hmm. So she runs into the car because the baby's hands are very cold. Mm-hmm. So within eight minutes, the police and the ambulance reached to the place. The baby was taken to the hospital. April, Hector, and Michael stayed to give declarations is that the like word? like a report the, uh-huh. mm-hmm. to place the, the to say it to the police what the hell was happening right the the baby was wrapped in a pink towel the towel was covered in blood and within a back inside a back so it was a double back mm-hmm. in the garbage bag there was more garbage and the baby oh wow so they didn't even put the child in the garbage bag by itself. Put the child in the garbage bag. Yes. And the baby still had had the uh, umbilical cord attached. The baby reached to the hospital. They found the baby temperature was low and, and was close to hypothermia. Mm-hmm. He was be given blood transfusion and put in a feeding tube and oxygen. Did it, was it a full-term baby or was it a preemie? Full-term. Mm. Before I move on, after the baby was taken to the hospital, three days later, the baby was stable. Okay, It good. wasn't out of the woods, mm-hmm. but he was in stable condition. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming uh, uh, oxygen tube is out, feeding tube is out. Mm-hmm. He's still, like, he's good. So the police spot a camera pointing at the dumpsters. And right away, they contacted the property manager and asked for camera surveillance. The security cameras put a white cart reaching at 2 p.m. the same day. A woman coming out of the car, picking a bag from the back seat, dumping it into the um, dumpster and going and leaving. When they pick up the license plate, they reach to the address of Martha Avila. Avila? Mm-hmm. Okay. Police right away went to the address that connect to the license. The person that answers the door is Alexis Avila. 18-year-old girl, Alexis Avila, daughter of Martha Avila. Oh, okay. So Martha is the one the car is registered to. Yeah. But Alexis is her daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they saw Alexis, the police saw Alexis, they identified it. It clearly was the same person that was at the dumpster at 2 o'clock. So she drove the car or was she driven? She drove the car. Okay. Mm-hmm. So police takes Alexis. They didn't need to wait for the mother because she's 18. They collect it to the police. Mother reached right after Alexis is taken into the police and then the question began. Within minutes, she admit that, that she has given birth to this baby. She never says that the baby was still born. The police was trying to ask around what's happening, what, like, why, why did you do this? She confessed to have just found out the day before that she was pregnant. I believe that. You know why I believe it? There are a lot of cases these days of people finding out they're pregnant as they're having the baby. There's so many. It's shocking. And I don't know why it's happening. I think before it was more surprising. Like, they even had a show on, like, TLC. Like, I didn't know I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And everybody would be like, how the fuck you don't know you're pregnant? You know? But then as more stories come out, like, I've seen... a few stories well where somebody actually showed a picture she said this is my stomach taken three days before i gave birth in my bathroom the girl looked like maybe she had slight gas mm-hmm. and she gave birth to a full-term baby right. there are lots of cases these days i find of women saying they had no idea they were pregnant until the last 
second. Some people say, oh, well, I took pregnancy tests and they were negative. Or I gained weight, but all my pregnancy tests were negative. Or I, I thought I was just stress eating, da 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 da. And then other cases, they never gain any weight. They never know nothing. So if the girl said that she didn't know she was well, there, Alexis possible. confessed mm-hmm. that, or during the introduction, she said that she, by June, she took pregnancy tests. Mm-hmm. She, according to her, one of them was negative and one of them was positive. So she said, I just move on with my negative and move on with my life because, you know, why not? Well, I mean, if, if, she, if she says that she's negative and she has no physical proof, I mean, unless she was feeling something moving in there, does she ever admit to that? There are some articles that said that she was open about her pregnancy with her friends in high school. There are others that they just don't even mention the friends and why not they just stay to the facts that that she disclosed during the interview mm-hmm. when she was asked about the father because the police was scared that it was a product of a raped or a non-consensual sexual relationship that got her pregnant she denied all those she said that her boyfriend at the time was Stephen Astorga mm-hmm He's 16 years old. She's 18? Mm-hmm. Still legal. Still legal because mm-hmm. she got pregnant within... Both of them were... No, it's not that. I think 16 is the age of consent. Really? Mm-hmm. So I found on one of the sources that Alexis and Stephen were living together for a short period of time. Without parents? I'm assuming that she left her house mm-hmm. and move to into Stephen's house. But where he mother and father? The same house. He's fucking 16. They don't notice somebody just living there? An extra person? I have questions. I have questions too. They call it off on June 12, 2021. Which was when she did the pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. Because according to Alexis, Stephen lost his shit, hit her, hit her cousin and hid her cousin's boyfriend. Apparently, the boyfriend had a broken finger from this encounter. The police came into this situation where it was happening. No criminal charges were filed. Mm-hmm. And Alexis moved into Martha's house again. Let that so, sink okay. in. But that's only one source. So one source. They're saying... She was with this boy. The boy, yes, he's younger than her, but they're both young. She and him are together. For whatever reason, she's living by him. Mm-hmm. The two of them, I guess, are carrying on this sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, they fall out one day. He loses it, and he snaps at everybody. Fight, fight, fight. It turns into a domestic situation. Police get involved. Instead of charges being pressed against him or being filed, they she moved think. out and mm-hmm. goes back to her mother's house. But yeah. this is all around the same time that she did the pregnancy test that said one was negative, one was mm-hmm. positive. Mm-hmm. She decided to accept the negative one yeah. <laughs> instead of like, get a third I am quoting it. She said it. I can, I get it. Like I was like, if you're in denial, 18 yeah. year old Susanna would have said the same. I don't, I, there's no way. There is no way. Yeah. There is no way. Anyway, so that doesn't make her any less responsible for putting this child in a bag. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. When Stephen was called to say, hey, your father, he said, I thought she had a miscarriage. Because around the time that she had the negative and the positive, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Negative and the positive, she told him, I already took care of it. Ah. Oh, mm. So he moved forward, you know? But this is also his side of the story. So after finding what happened to the baby, which the baby, they named the baby Saul. Saul? S-A-U-L. Saul is a very old name for a baby. A fresh baby named Saul. Yep, this is not the kids that are naming the baby. This is now the parents, the grandparents are becoming parents. Stephen family is mm-hmm. requesting the full custody of baby Saul. Saul just doesn't sound like a baby's name. Like I it's know there must be very baby's common, name. It's a very common Spanish people. Remember? Yeah. Mm. Okay. 
poor baby. She gave birth in her house by herself, all scared. And right after, I was so beat up after. Yeah, but getting, she, but Susanna, you don't have. She's in shock. You you know yeah, and you don't have a life to run away from. These are pregnancies you saw coming that you accepted responsibility for. That well, you were I was, prepared I, to I follow had, I through. I had like a very good nine months to keep in shock. Yes. And, yeah. If she's being honest and she really didn't know she was pregnant until it reached up, and she's just like, oh shit. What am I gonna she do? Said, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not, not saying so cute, it's okay. But she said she said she thought she was constipated. I'm not saying it's but okay. Again, I don't know if you remember. In the case you brought you, this is your second case with a child. The other one she knew. The fucking the fucking she cheerleader. She knew. Yeah, right? She knew exactly. She knew she was pregnant. However, and this one never said this one. I'm saying if she really didn't know. If she really, really didn't know, she was in shock. Where she's wrong is that she shouldn't have put the baby in the bag because that, there are mm-hmm. many, many services mm-hmm. out there that mm-hmm. will accept an mm-hmm. abandoned baby. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. I remember seeing one time there was this, I think it was at a church that had like a little, a little drawer kind of thing oh, on the side. No, it had a little drawer thing on the side. Better than and the dumpster. Yeah. No, no, no. But it was fully like warm and everything mm-hmm. in there. And what happened is when you put the baby in, because there was like a weight, it would set off an alarm so that nobody, nobody would go, it wouldn't go unnoticed that a baby got put Mm -hmm. in. You understand? Mm -hmm. And I can't remember where I saw it. I can't remember if it's a show, if it's a documentary, where I saw it. And I thought that's so smart because it gives people the opportunity to give their child up for adoption or give Mm -hmm. their child up without having to answer a bunch of questions. Yeah. And so if resources like that exist Mm -hmm. the internet is readily available to everybody she could have easily googled where can i you know put my baby up for adoption where can i put her and there are resources there so she's wrong the policeman was trying to help her because he he was like were you threatened was the baby alive and she's like i just panicked i just panicked i just panicked he was trying to find a way to say to justify like to have i think he was fighting for a reason like i want to know what's the reason and she was honest enough to say i just panicked here's what's not going to work in her favor the problem is her age so she's 18 yeah i know she keep on saying i just turned 18 mm-hmm. i just turned 18 she's I 18 turn- and it's going to be hard for a court to see her as a panicking child because you and i have spoken about this before where we we admit that 18, 19 is a weird fucking two years where you're like, not, you're considered an adult, but you but don't have any yet. of the resources mm-hmm. to be an adult yet. And I would say that that extends all the way to like 25, mm-hmm. you know, like we're saying 18, 19, but because there are lots of people who are full fledged functional adults with jobs and responsibilities at 20, but 18, 19 in particular, is like these weird years. You're still a teenager, but you're a teen who's considered an adult. It's weird. And so I think it would be hard for a court to see her as a victim of her circumstances. If she was 15, they'd be like, oh, this poor little girl. She panicked. Whatnot. I think she got away. How'd she get away? Did she? You'll see. Okay. So what happened next? I thought the case was done. You said that the parents were asking for custody. The parents are asking for custody. She has house arrest. She's not allowed to leave her house, Mm -hmm. only to school. She's not allowed to have any interaction with Stephen and or the baby. Mm -hmm. Or the Stephen family. And the baby's there. And the baby's at Stephen's. Yeah, you said they were asking. Meaning, so like, they're in the process of asking. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And but the they pros- got it. They the, got the child. Because they, she's not allowed to be close to it. Okay. Okay. They sure. are, like they, the option to have it in the house, it's not an option. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Four months later, she comes and says, if the baby it's okay, I want it. And she claims she wants chair custody. Uh, if the baby's not okay, well, she don't want it. But that's not the baby's fault. It's your fault. You put a child on a fucking bag. Exactly. That's exactly what I said. You lost me there. You lost me. You so fucking So she paid me. bond to get out of jail. She's on house arrest until her trial comes around. Yes. And she's trying to get joint custody of the baby that she didn't want. She got denied. She got denied uh, a, a couple. Of I think she needs a psych evaluation before she should no. be allowed to be considered no. for parenting. No. Okay. Let's take it from step one. 
Let's pretend she really didn't know that she was pregnant. And we follow along with her thought pattern of stupidity, right? She's like, oh shit, the know I was pregnant. Oh shit, this baby came out of my body. And instead of saying, let me find somewhere safe to put this baby, she did the horrible, inhumane thing and put the child in a bag, thinking, boops, my problem is gone forever. Now she gets caught. Now she has time in jail and out of jail to consider the ramifications of her actions. In my head, it's two things. It's either she really feels guilty and she's like, oh shit, I had a whole baby. That's my baby. Let me try and see if I can get custody. Where she's wrong is this whole, if he's okay part, that's where she she lose me. The other thing is, it might just be that it's good for her case, for her to look like a mother. The whole interrogation period, she never said the baby was dead. She never said the baby wasn't moving to. All she said, because the guy actually asked, like, was the baby dead? What's the baby moving? What's the baby mm-hmm. crying? And she's like, I left it there. Mm-hmm. And then I put him in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's doing that to see if, if she even for a second thought that the child maybe wasn't breathing, wasn't alive. Then it makes i don't know the crime almost a little bit more understandable because now she felt like she had a body she had to get rid of mm. but the fact that she never acknowledged and she never asked the child the baby. was dead and she always said it 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 which it could be like that, that, might that be a mental disassociation situation uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. it might just be a coping thing i don't know i don't know i don't know how to feel about this one because uh, i'll go watch the the, the tapes that you link See if I Please. can formulate my own um, opinion. There is one source that is getting, you know, people getting all the bacchanal. Mm. Like the father. Good Stephen use of father, pretty word bacchanal. The father, it's like the Stephen father is outraged, but you bitch had your kid with the woman inside your house living together. Do you think they were open the Bible and, and praying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is not Sunday school. Like, you knew he was doing this thing. Now, Alexis' mother, Martha, mm-hmm. oh, everybody makes mistakes. Listen, I understand that keeping your kids, and I try to think as a mother, but I'm not going to go public. Everybody makes mistakes. Making excuses for the person. Okay. It's just so fucking stupid. Okay. So, the way she put the baby in a bag is the crime. The mistake part is the getting pregnant. Because people do actually get pregnant by mistake. So if she's referring to getting pregnant, then that was a mistake. If she's referring to the putting the baby in the bag part, that is an actual crime. Now, in terms of her and the boys sleeping together at either house, the reality is that it have some parents who just feel like, look, they're going to do it anyway. I just I'd rather have do them, them here. Yes. I'd have some people who just feel like that. Yeah, I understand. With that said, they may have totally taken them to get all the contraceptive, do all of the things, and it didn't work. And so genuinely, her getting pregnant really might have been a mistake. However, with that said, she's still responsible for putting that child in a situation where the child would die. Because to me, it seems like it's not like your parents don't know you're having sex. You understand what I mean? It's different like when you have a more strict household, Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. two of them are sneaking around. You understand the picture I'm painting for you is two teens who maybe sneak out of the house at night, go somewhere else and have sex. What you're painting in your picture is that the two of them are living at his house. And the parents, of course, probably know that that's what they're up to. So it's not like it's a stretch for her to turn around and say, I am pregnant. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I feel like, no, like you all should have had a plan to take responsibility here if this were to happen. And that's where they failed. So is she waiting to go to jail or what? Right now she's, she's waiting to go there? to jail. Yeah, to go to trial. Mm-hmm. So I have a bunch of cases that I need to follow up on. <laughs> this this <laughs> this season, all my people dead. But normally I have all of the homework. It's been a season. You can see how our mind wrapped around the it's whole been shit. A Okay, I have a fresh one for you. Not fresh like it. it's recent, but this is our last story of the season. You ready? No. Come on. (laughs) My story is called My Girl. And like I said, if you're from Trinidad, it's called That's My Girl. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) 
A lot of this was largely taken from an article from ABC News. If possible, the author will be credited and of course the article will be linked in our sources. And I only make that disclaimer because normally I like to go around to a bunch of different articles, but I found this one ABC article to be the most comprehensive. So even though there's a bunch of stuff from a bunch of sources, primarily the source is ABC. Right. In August 2011, 18-year-old Jesse was having an internet romance on the then-popular gaming site called Pogo. I have never heard of it. Have you ever heard of Pogo? Sure. She had an 18-year-old online boyfriend named Tony, who was in the military and recently returned from Iraq. Jesse didn't seem to care about the distance between her and her new love because even if she was in West Virginia at the time and he was in Buffalo, because remember, he just come back. Mm Mm-hmm which was almost 400 miles or a six-hour drive away. Yes, I am just as shocked that I googled this. <laughs> Neither party in the romance seemed to care. Jesse confidently carried the username Tall Hot Blonde oh and used the attention this brought to meet a new boyfriend. And in two shakes, she and Tommy, who sported the username Marine Sniper, digitally crossed paths. And that's all she wrote. So that's how they got together. She was tall, hot, blonde. He was Marine Sniper. The boom. Match. Romance. Okay? Mm-hmm. After that, their romance took off. Jesse shared that she was a softball player and a high school senior. And well, because this is the internet and people could lie, she sent him a few pics of herself to support her username, mm. Tall Hot Blonde, as she dubbed herself. <laughs> Some sites said that the pics Jesse sent were a bit provocative, sexy yeah. even, and this spurred Tommy on. Because, you know, he am a and he get his sexy pictures. He can get it, yeah. So all things being fair, in response, he sent her a pic of himself. Decked out in his military gear. He's six foot tall. He muscular. He have a shock of red hair. I think all gingers should date other gingers and have more gingers. Because they're, they're gorgeous. They're like a natural recessive. Like all you see outside is brown, blonde, black, boom, red. I think it's amazing. <laughs> so to me, Tommy sound like a dreamboat. Okay? Sound amazing. Six foot. Muscular. Military. Military. Ginger. Muscular. Red hair. Like yes. Immediately, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay? okay, all of this sounded nice. Check. Yes. He send the picture, picture matching. She picture matching. Everybody matching. Okay? <laughs> he couldn't <laughs> exactly. He couldn't share as much about his time in the military because Uncle Sam, the government, mm-hmm. would have his ass. But he alluded to some covert ops. You know, he mentioned he what he could mention mm. and some crazy military action just to give her like a picture of what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Two young and attractive people did the impossible these days. They met online, they were their authentic selves, and they seemed to have found something real. As teens do, their romance escalated, and they began to exchange gifts, phone calls, love letters, and the love letters set the tone for how intense their relationship became. And these are quoted directly from the article. At one point, Jesse told Tommy, quote, I love you always and forever, Tommy. Of course. And Who hasn't <laughs> said that? Always and forever. Never me. I Listen. <laughs> my ass. I had every three months. I have always and forever. You know what I'm saying? The only people I love always and forever is Jesus, me. my mother, my family, my friends. That's it. If you're not on that list and your name is just man, no. Okay? He responded with, Quote, I've never felt this way. Mm. <laughs> Expectedly, even though Jesse told Tommy she was a virgin, they started having virtual sex of sorts. Yeah. Mm. Never with an actual camera per se, but going back and forth with sexting sex messages. Mm. They're getting saucy. Mm-hmm. Jesse even sent him, sent him a pair of her red panties as a memento. Mm. From there, their romance was more or less sealed. Hold on. She gave him a panty or he she gave him a picture. No, no, she gave him a panty. Like she sent She mailed him she panty. Like really? Okay. Is it was it a used panty? Because sometimes I pretty much believe so. Oh my god, people What about the girl who's selling her breast sweat? Do you remember the one cute oh that was was the same one who was putting fats in the jar and then she gets sick. So she started her new business venture, which is sweating from her titties. <laughs> okay. 
But have you seen her? Yeah, she was cute. She was cute. She's so hot. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Panty Anyway, anyway. Mm -hmm. So the relationship sealed with these acts of commitment. Until one day in March of 2006 when Jesse received a shocking letter accompanied by a picture of her family. In the letter was written, quote, Let me introduce you to these people. The man in the center is Tom, my husband since 1989. What? He's 46 years old. Do not trust words on a computer. Let this go. You will only be hurt by a man who has mastered the art of manipulations and lies. Signed, Cindy Montgomery. What the fuck? Twist and turns. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Jesse got this letter in the mail. Jesse got the letter. Yes, with a picture Tom. of a family. Yes, of a man named Tom who's 46. Tom! 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 Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> Tom is married. He's not 18. Tom is 46 and married. I hue puta Tom nasty piece of <laughs> shit. Can I continue? No! Uh-huh. It turns out one of Cindy's daughters was using her husband Thomas's computer when Jesse sent him an instant message. Mm-hmm. After the daughter alerted her to the message because the daughter, she raised no bitch. So she see this message come up and she was like, hey, Look at this shit. After her daughter alerted her to the message, which may or may not have been saucy in nature, they don't say. It doesn't matter. Cindy found the cache of messages. Mm-hmm. I think some people say cache, but I'm going to say cache of messages. Cache. Um, gifts and love bombs sent by the teen and decided to put a stop to it right then and there, which is when she penned the letter with the picture of them as a family mm-hmm. and sent it. The man identified in the picture as her husband was in fact 46-year-old Thomas Montgomery. He was a married man with two children and he didn't completely lie because the pics he sent to her were really of him. <laughs> but they when were he just was taken young. 30 years ago. <laughs> okay? They were just 30 years ago. <laughs> Understandably, Jesse was Fuck. devastated by the betrayal. How dare he? I'm assuming Fucking she contacted him. Listen, I'm mm. assuming she contacted him by phone to break things off. She even told him, quote, you should be put in jail for this. <laughs> and as a final goodbye, she told him she hated him. Fair. Uh-huh. Although Thomas you. knew he was mm-hmm. wrong, mm-hmm. he was still crushed to lose Jesse. Because to him, they had developed a true romance, and she was the woman he loved. Jesse wasn't doing any better processing the news. And even though she was contacted by his wife directly, Mm -hmm. I guess she did some digging of her own to find out more about Thomas. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, at this point, she invested, okay? Let me fucking find where he's working. Let me find out what he's be doing. Let us find but out more. But he's his love. Always and forever. Well, she did some digging to find out more about Thomas and was able to learn of his job and his family. But mm-hmm. to cement the revelation, she reached out to one of his co-workers named Brian Barrett to see if it was true. Like, hey, you know this man? This man really working with you? Because remember, Jesse, heartbroken. Yes. She never fucking stated to see if that man, Thomas Montgomery, was really Tommy. Mm -hmm. It wasn't hard for Brian, who went by the username Beefcake, to (laughs) confirm things for Jesse. Because apparently, Thomas would boast all over the plant, the factory where they were working. That Jesse was the love. he was dating her. Oh my God. So meanwhile, they know he have a wife and he have children, but he in work boasting about he guilt, he girlfriend, remember that's he guilt, right? And that his girlfriend was tall, hot, blonde, and that he was in love. Mm -hmm. He would tell anybody who would listen. With only Brian's shoulder to lean on, Jesse and him struck up a friendship. At first, based on him consoling her, but eventually it organically led to something more. Always and forever. Right? Side note, wouldn't it be the best revenge to strike up a relationship with an actual hot guy right in front of Thomas's face? Mm-hmm. Because that's exactly what Brian was. Yeah, Brian was, was young. Hot. Brian uh-huh. was hot. Mm-hmm. He was real. Okay. <laughs> no marriage. What probably rubbed salt in Thomas's wounds was the fact that Brian was actually who he said his he friends. was. No, is he was, he was oh, friend, okay. But he was who he said he was, unlike How Thomas. Dare he? Not he was lying. a good looking 22 year old mm. college student mm-hmm. who worked part time as a machinist mm-hmm. at the factory with Thomas. Mm-hmm. With that said, Jesse and Brian began an online campaign to out Thomas in all of the chat rooms because now they find he nasty. Mm. Because if you will remember, they are in a teen chat room. Yeah. 
He didn't find her in an adult chat room. Mm-hmm. He found her in a teen chat room. Nasty Thomas. So, the fact that he was 46 years old in the teen chat room was enough to get them riled up. Mm-hmm. So, the, both of them were like, hey, Tell this man, this careful with this bitch. Yeah, exactly, uh-huh, exactly, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. At this point, it was supposedly over between Jesse and Thomas. However, Jesse would still occasionally message Thomas. Girl. Right? Right? Fine. Maybe to let him know how much he hurt her. But Thomas took this as a sign that there was hope. He wanted Jesse yeah. could accept yeah. balding 46-year-old Thomas as he was. We all have that. Well, most of all have done the why are they doing this to me. That's our ego talking. Not missing the dicks. I'm waiting for this to be twisted and Jesse to just, be a man. Okay. <laughs> with, with Jesse's romance with Brian blooming and Thomas aware of it because of their proximity at the factory. Now Brian is like, I have a new girl. Mm-hmm. Her name Thomas's is jealousy started to brew and his messages Stay to Jesse. Fucking name, fucking Thomas. <laughs> his, his messages to Jesse became increasingly violent. Mm-hmm. At one point, he sent her a message saying, quote, Brian will pay in blood. <gasps> Bitch! Oh, yes. What made matters worse was Thomas was able to watch more of their romance unfold in the chat rooms themselves. <laughs> and it was growing more and more hateful by the day. So for the young people who don't understand how this is work, <laughs> the chat rooms are happening. You could be having a full-on serious romance. There are no DMs, okay? There's <laughs> <laughs> full-on romance in an obvious space, okay? <laughs> now, I don't know if they were allowed to have a sub-chat where it was just the two of them mm-hmm. or in order for that to happen, they would have had to go to their phones but my understanding is all of the conversation happened in the chat. Can you imagine us like ha- going like, with the popcorn? <laughs> we would not go every time, right? <laughs> anyway, in the midst of all of this, on the side, Jessie was still messaging Thomas. She was still messaging Girl, Thomas because she couldn't let fuck? it go because she remember she was in love. Anyway, tall, hot, blonde. Let me give you our, our idea of their conversation. Tall, hot, blonde message said, I ache to be with Tommy. But Tommy not real. Tommy is Thomas from 30 years ago. Mm. <laughs> Tall Hot Blonde says, do you miss it, Tom? Marine Sniper, who is Thomas now, big mm-hmm. ass, old hardback Thomas. Mm-hmm. More than you will ever know. My heart aches to hear you call me your Tommy. I wish I could be that 19-year-old Marine for you. Oh, my. To which Tall Hot Blonde responds, I know Tom. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and to Thomas, this meant... <laughs> She took him back, which what? to him was more than he could have ever hoped for. Because in his head, it's like, I want to be with Tommy. I want to be with Tommy. What's her name? Brian. Yes, but she wants to be with Tommy. But Tommy is not real. Tommy but, but is not real. No right? longer. He got married. Anyway, Thomas, in that? his twisted mind, said she wanted him back. That's how she, he felt about it. Like, if it wasn't but for he these took him back. mitigating circumstances, she taken me back. Mm-hmm. And it was more than he ever hoped for because she was looking, to him, she was looking past Thomas to the Tommy that was on the inside. Mm. You know, mm. from 30 years back, Tommy, yeah. hot that Tommy. was trapped inside. Hot yeah. Tommy was mm. trapped in 46-year-old Thomas' body, right? <laughs> But this feeling was short-lived, you know, where he felt like she was seeing through to the new and real no, him. No, 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 Because after a brief digital fling, this little conversation, mm-hmm. Jesse went back to Brian. I think they shared a few more sexts. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, you know, why are we having this digital affair? We're Let me just go where, where yeah. the love is real. Where yes. the love is real. 22 years old. Brian will be able to have more of a life with Jesse than he ever could. And it drove Thomas insane with jealousy. He became aware of a plan for Brian and Jesse to meet in real life. So that he could pop her cherry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> According to one article. Not ABC article, this next article, right? And that was apparently the final straw because, you know, Thomas had popped her digital cherry before. <laughs> so now he vexed because Brian gotta go in there and meet her and they're gonna have shit. sex. Mm. Thomas couldn't let Brian have her. And on September 15, 2006, he, he made sure he would never get Jesse. On this day, as Brian sat in his car waiting to take off for home after his work at the factory, his life was ended with three shots and he was found dead in the factory parking lot. Well, in the car, in the parking lot. The drama between Thomas and Brian was no secret. 
and co-workers readily told the police where to look if they wanted to find someone with a reason to kill Brian. Right? Because the police immediately was like, who the fuck hit Brian? Why did this happen? Brian is a 22-year-old guy working at a factory who is shooting him with a sniper rifle from how many other yards away? The only sniper Unfortunately, the they couldn't find Tommy. And he, well, Thomas rather. And he was wanted on suspicion of murder mm -hmm. at this point with a military rifle at that, which is capable of sniper-like precision. They needed to find him, but more than that, they needed to find Jesse. Because now he's on a rampage. If he that vexed that he shoot Brian, He's getting he could be on his way to West Virginia mm -hmm. to kill Jesse. Mm -hmm. What if Thomas was on this rampage? What if Jesse was next? The police didn't hesitate. And at 3 a.m., they didn't even care it was 3 a.m. They were like, fuck this, let's go find Jesse. They set out to get Jesse, make sure she was safe. Rushing to West Virginia, address they had for Jesse, officials weren't shocked when an older woman who they assumed was Jesse's mother answered the door. <laughs> Jesse did live there. Jesse was there. The shock came though when the woman named Mary Sheila, who was in fact Jesse's mom, revealed she was pretending to be the daughter online. Unbeknownst to the real Jesse. <laughs> It is not a man. I know it is stupid. She's also in her forties. Unbeknownst, it is like how dare you lie? This is true. This is all true. And then she's doing the same to Brian. Motherfucker, got her killed. And she got him killed. This fucking. Yes, 100%. How dare you lie to me? 16-year-old me? 18. Oh, 18-year-old me? God forbid. Why are you in the team chat? Unbeknownst to the real Jesse, Mary was using her pics and her name and her life to carry on her cyber relationships. fucking... At this point, <laughs> the evidence against Thomas was strong. They had a picture of his gun cabinet at home with the missing space dedicated to the weapon <laughs> presumed to have been used to commit the murder. They had Thomas's DNA on a peach pit found near the crime scene because apparently he needed a snack before committing murder uh, <laughs> while he was waiting on his victim. Kimberly, where did you find this case? <laughs> as well as increasingly disturbing evidence, Thomas had lost touch with reality in the form of a note he wrote to himself saying, Tom Montgomery... 46 years old, ceases to exist and is replaced by an 18-year-old battle-scarred <laughs> marine. He is, Susanna, he is moving to West Virginia to be with the love of his life. Susanna, what is wrong with you? Because A boy is dead. No, Shana, it's just like so fucking invested. These two old motherfucking <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Both of them yes. pretended to be their younger or their daughter selves. Yes, yes, yes. Fell in love <laughs> in a younger, stupid age. <laughs> Wanted to do all the stupidity. Yes. You know. <laughs> they had Thomas. They had Thomas and he knew it. So he, I guess he turned himself in and he took a plea deal. <laughs> because I don't know where they caught him. They did not say in that part. But I guess he must have turned himself in because, you know, Thomas knew he was the one culprit that everything would have pointed to. Um, everybody knew he had it out for Brian because Brian was with Jesse. <laughs> and Brian was about to go meet Jesse in real life. Pop the cherry. Right? <laughs> I'm not cherry to be popped. Um, <laughs> to be popped already. <laughs> it was revealed that... When Brian had tried to make arrangements to go meet with Jesse, she told him, no, don't come. Well, obviously, because it's Mary, right? <laughs> Although we all know he didn't stumble into a teen chat room, Thomas said it wasn't until Jesse said she was 18 that he decided to pretend he was 18 too. Mm -hmm. He said, quote, I kept thinking, well, we're never going to meet. I'll just play this game with her. But soon his online affair with Jesse became more real to Thomas than real life. At one point he said his wife Sydney had begged him to speak to her like in person. Mm -hmm. And he told her, quote, when I'm done. Because he's all about being online and being with Jesse. Mm. He put off his entire existence for the chance to be with Jesse. 
Meanwhile, the court found out that Mary had been secretly recording and photographing her daughter. No, nasty bitch. So she could have content to send to Thomas and it was implied other men as well because I don't think Thomas was the only man he cheated Or Brian. Or Brian. Mary was also the one who sent Thomas the G-string panties, which we hope she bought. But one side suggested she stole from her daughter's dirty laundry. And to make matters worse, she looked out for instances when her daughter would show a little bit of skin, nothing naked, but she had a job as a lifeguard. She had a job as a lifeguard, so she would look out for opportunities when the daughter would be showing more skin and take pictures for her dating profiles because she would get racier pictures to send to Thomas for his viewing pleasure. With Thomas's plea deal secured, he was sentenced to 20 years in prison. But he wasn't the only culprit, was he? No. The police tried in vain to find something to stick on Mary. Mm-hmm. But the reality was that what she did was disgusting. Yeah. But not illegal. No. Yeah. But she's her using daughter, the daughter. Her daughter was of legal age. She never supplied any nude photos of her to anyone. Additionally, she never told Thomas to kill Brian. So essentially, she was legally blameless. Morally was a completely other story. Please ignore Bunny in the background. She's on the couch and she has a step. She's just dramatic. So just if you hear the barking, just ignore it. We're going to keep powering through. (laughs) In the end, however, Mary did pay a price because her husband divorced her. Of course. And her daughter cut ties with her and moved out to live with other family members. Fucking Mary. Nasty Mary. Mary will ultimately make one public statement above her, about her involvement saying, quote, It was stupid. It should have never happened. I just never thought it would go anywhere. No, bitch. She said that it would end, fall off, and that would be the end of it. That's what she thought was going to, to happen. The crazy part, and this is my, my saying, this has nothing to do with the articles. The crazy part in all of this was Mary was a middle-aged woman pretending to be a teen, just like Thomas was. Mm-hmm. And she found, when she found out, she could have ended the fast, she could have ended the fake situation. But she, she didn't. Yeah. Instead, she doubled down on her fake identity. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder if the two of if the two of them weren't so obsessed with seemingly reclaiming their youth, mm-hmm. whether or not they could have just carried on and feel like regular cheaters. And poor Brian would have never been killed. Yeah. Because if the two of them were looking to have an affair. The two of them are dying to have this affair. They could have had an affair. She was married, pretending to be this girl online, mm-hmm. cooking it. He was married, pretending to be this boy online, hooking gills, right? Y'all could have had a regular middle-aged affair. Those happen all the time. I ain't saying it right. I'm just saying they, it could have happened. It was it not illegal. And Brian Nobody would have never would have been, gotten involved yeah. in your shit, right? Why do you have to go take secret pictures of your daughter? Why do you need to do all these things? So Mary lose out on she family. And Thomas is in jail. He got 20 years. I think she got it, she got it uh, easy. But because he gets his losing it on his family, it should be, you know. No, the person who suffered the most is poor Brian. Brian was minding his own business. Brian wasn't even involved in this at the start. He was just listening to some old man rant about his side girl at work. Then the side girl come and sought him out. If I was Brian's family, I'd have sued her ass. Yeah. I'd have make sure she couldn't afford nothing. Not even like a roll of toilet paper. Fucking people. Do you know, like a... Oh. My dad always says, try to do the things according to your age. Like, drink your liver off when you're 20, not when you're like 50 and already, like, you know, ready to sleep at 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, try to do it within your age so you're not stupid at 40, pretending, longing for a body that is never going to be back. Not that it's not possible, but not everybody's fucking J-Lo. All they could have done is just been themselves and had a regular, regular, schmegular, middle-aged affair. Step outside the marriage, fuck each other, go back home, live their mediocre life. Mm-hmm. Brian would be alive. The daughter probably would still be talking to you. Mm-hmm. Who knows if you'd still be married, but you know what I mean. But... Do you miss anything about being young? I miss being the energy. Am I old? Younger. 
<laughs> um, yeah, I am also incredibly tired. Um, but you know what I, I miss? I miss the, I guess it's probably the same thing, the energy. I miss the recovery not being so long. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like when I do things, it takes me a really long time to just, like, get back to how I was feeling before, like, to reset. And but when I was 21, I could drink until 4 in the morning, go home, sleep for half hour, get up and be like, where are we going tonight? You know? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Where are we going? Who are we going to line with? What are we doing? You know? Don't call me in. I had to book her in April. She, she did. For <laughs> August 13th. We're going peach picking next week. <laughs> peach picking. I don't know why, because I can't eat no cobbler. You can, but I can't. I'm happy for you. I'm on the diet from hell. <laughs> let, me t- let me talk to the people. Let me tell you all something. I cannot have... Gluten, soy, dairy, joy, corn, um, corn derivatives. So that includes cornstarch. You know how many mother things have cornstarch? <laughs> Let me tell you about the breakdown I had last night. What do you have? Last night I can't sleep. So you know what I do? I take Cry. two melatonin. Oh, and yeah, then, wait, after I take so the two melatonin, I found out it had lactose in it, so I cried. <laughs> I cried so hard, I got a headache. So then I needed two fucking Tylenol. You know what it have in Tylenol? Cornstarch. It have cornstarch in the Tylenol. You have to understand. <laughs> and I know the vegans are going to come for me, because this is thing. Even if things said, oh, peanut-free, vegan-free, meat-free, whatever, at some point, shape, or form, had touched it and you have to understand that you know you're doing your extreme best but i think it's getting to the extreme that it's upset this is where you lose me because it's upsetting you to the point that you're drinking melatonin to sleep and now the fact that you drink it is not letting you sleep because you're already upset about the melatonin having something if you have ideas recipes solutions <laughs> for combating hypothyroidism i welcome them i'll read it anyway is there anything that you'd like to tell the peeps before we go on our little hiatus and please don't talk about the poop why did you bring it up well i figured that's where you were gonna go is there anything you'd I like to tell the peeps not to bring some more shit in the next season or yes, just this episode you are not allowed to bring more shit no shit eating no share fucking not shit not shit shape or form in the next season yes what if a really good case comes up that involves but that's another story that's within the case okay i would like to say i'm sad i didn't realize we reached our 20th episode i'm glad we'd reach our second season i cannot believe I cannot believe we have gotten here. I still get jiggly in the, uh, when we start. Every time you said you have to line. Do you keep, if you see me constant, if there's something I keep on constant, it's I have something to fidget. I have to pee right before the pa- mm-hmm. pa- pa- before the episode, and I always giggle before I say our lines. That's true. I do always have to say to her, we have two lines, and I laugh. without fail every yeah. single week. <laughs> Every single time we meet, because she will never remember <laughs> unless I tell her that yeah. we have two lines. I I I still have to say I enjoy our episodes. Like I don't care the moment the mic goes and then we start chatting. It's just another story. Yeah, I think it's good. I think the the episodes fall out of us kind of organically, and um, you know I like that we don't have a forced rapport you know because you and I we were friends before we started doing the podcast together so I don't think it's hard for us to like segue into different topics and whatnot I think we might move a bit fast for some people like oh they're talking about this now but <laughs> this, this is just the nature of our conversation that is actually how we talk like all we'll the time on one thing and then we're on another thing then we're on another thing yep. so don't feel like we just do this to you this is just no, no, our no. default setting uh-huh. but yeah I'm glad that we got to the end of season two that I feel like is a nice milestone. I'm excited to share the clips with everybody because I think we have some good gems in there. So many, yeah. I yeah, think we those have some are good. good ones. So I'm going to use the time to kind of like go through, see which ones are, are for the public. 
Because we see a lot of shit. You see, I've been trying for two seasons to stop her from promising shit. I'm not promising. I, I just have done. Yes, Chanel. I'm just, just surprise them. Let them look. <laughs> look. Fine. Here we are. Fine. Fuck. If, fine. If you get the fucking clips, you get them. If you don't, fine. <laughs> I don't even want me to say. Take us away. <laughs> shit. <laughs> We're going to miss you. We're going to miss you when we're coming back. I'm going to try to drag her on my future basement. On your, in, your, in your basement? Why are you trying to drag me to your basement? Why not? That sounds like Another the kind scenery. of thing that we're supposed to be avoiding. Another scenery. Huh? Let's try it. What else? What are you talking about? You mean for recording? No. Oh, sure. Yeah, we could try recording there. I'm just saying, um, I thought you were like, oh, come to my basement. That sounds really creepy. Like something we should be trying to avoid. We do this kind of crime show every week and all of a sudden you're like, oh, why don't you come to my basement? That doesn't seem weird to you. I meant to like, let's record. That's not what you said? I'm going to see if I can drag it to my basement is what you said. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what no, happened. It. it takes two more seasons for me to learn those things. Mm-hmm. Anywho, take us away, Susanna. We know nothing, so please go to the sources linked on our Instagram at criminallyclueless or on our website at criminallyclueless.com to get the real tea. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave us a like or a review so we can dominate those regions. Hey, we might be clueless, but that's not a crime. See you next season. Season 3.